Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Alrighty. So, hello, people. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Today, today, I thought it would be interesting to kind of share the general like timeline of kind of how to get published and like what I've learned over the years of trying to get published. I mean, I'm still like in the first stage pretty much. Um, but I also like, this is would have been something I would have loved, uh, to find. Um, I probably wasn't searching hard enough, but, uh, yeah. I guess we can start off with my, my, uh, little quick throwaway Instagram story, um, designed to, I don't know, provide levity to writers and just have emotional support and talk about how shitty people are. But basically I wrote this news story, um, in our Instagram post, I put the first sentence and it said something to the extent of the Jewish population that was persecuted by the Nazis. But instead of persecuted, I said prosecuted. Prosecuted is when you are Mm -hmm. um, brought to court. Persecuted is when you're like, mistreated yeah um and somebody commented uh you used the wrong word this is why i don't read millennial writers (laughs) and i was just like fuck you boomer like first of all it's the only time i think i could ever actually say like now i finally understand the phrase okay boomer yeah and have like a legitimate reason really yes and like whatever that's fine in like 10 years you won't be able to read anything so have fun with that (laughs) right yeah so anyways oh my god that's so weird and that's such like i mean that is one of those words like that those things those words get mixed up all the goddamn time like those are that's not Mm -hmm. like a really abnormal thing to do i mean jesus yeah well, like, as a dyslexic person who has, yeah. like, devised all of these systems to proofread and shit, like, luckily, I'm at a place where it did not hurt my feelings at all, mm-hmm. um, but I did delete the comment because it's just rude. And yeah. on, as an editor, I can say, part of me wonders if, um, well, no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, but as an editor, I can say that I have plenty of millennial writers and plenty of um, Gen X writers and there are plenty of them that are better than the gen x writers so that's all i'm gonna say yeah i i've had to definitely catch myself because there's this mentality that you just like you want to make fun of the people younger than you because they're not as wise like there's so many times Mm -hmm. when that's a thing but because of kind of now that we have a generation below us that's very like now that they kind of have a more distinct you know type of persona yeah it's it's hard to i mean to be fair you and i are basically we're 1996 babies so like or i'm 1996 you're are you yeah you yeah are. i'm 1996 i'm like super on the cusp because i'm january yeah yeah so um but yeah so it's like I, we're very much on the end anyway and i have to catch myself and be like no i'm not gonna stoop to that level anymore <laughs> and be like yeah these young kids like i yeah um zoomers are awesome yeah they're doing and so I, much for gender identity and etc yeah and nobody i saw a tweet the other day that was basically saying that the the term zoomers came before the pandemic which i didn't even know what 
apparently true. I know, but like, I don't know. It was like the term Zoomers has been around since before the pandemic, but most people just associate it with Zoom. And I was like, what? So I need to look into that more. I don't actually know, but I think that's, it's interesting. So. Yeah, I definitely have thought that generational names were becoming very arbitrary. And then now since something so huge has happened, mm-hmm. um, this generation, the younger generation, slash a little bit of us, their name makes sense. Yeah. And is like, it feels like a real experience now, which is kind of cool. Does Gen X have a shitty name? experience? Not really. I mean, yeah. they're just... I know. It's like, well, yeah. that's lame. Nothing really happened <laughs> except for, like, weird economic stability and um, better education. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anywho. <So. laughs> Boomers will boom. Shitty. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody's good, but that person was having a bad day and chose to inflict it on everyone else. And, yeah, I mean, it's it... the the most, like they're obviously insecure about their own writing and that's something like an adult would tell you when you when you get bullied as a kid but that's a a million percent true so yeah i'm insecure about my own writing but i don't do that shit so maybe they're also just mean but you know well the difference is you've done a lot of work on yourself as a person (laughs) and i am not a boomer i'm a millennial so i've i'm about to hit my quarter life my birthday is in a couple weeks so you know (sighs) exciting so far, it's not bad. I can tell you from experience. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Where I was yeah. last year, my birthday's March 13th, so it was basically the last time I had gone out until everything shut down. So it was just like, it was it was easy for me to remember when the world went crazy. But so you're like that last later. little group of people that hasn't had a COVID birthday yet. Yeah, pretty much. It was right about yeah. Um, I think it was like the next the next day was like our last trip to the grocery store and that was it. <laughs> the end. Yeah. And you. Damn. All right. Okay. Well, I'm excited to hear you talk about publishing and yeah. sprinkle in anything if I have anything to sprinkle in. Yeah, I just kind of thought it might be interesting and I wanted to kind of refresh my own mind too. Um, I'm still not really I haven't don't really have an update. I'm still getting ready to query my second book. I've already queried my first book multiple times and nothing really stuck. And I'm pretty sure it's because of the word count. So I'm kind of just trying to, you know, continue to work on other stuff. And hopefully, again, that book will come around at some point, Um, you know. Yeah. And once you get like an agent or once you, if you ever get a book deal or whatever, people are more likely to look at your older, like people want to see your work after you have one book that, so. Yes. I think it'll be. Yeah, I think. uh, good so yeah that's it i'm just gonna say i think this is a particularly interesting and good topic because it really is different when you don't have anything published versus when you do yeah and finding that information is so hard and there's there's this culture people actually it seems i was a little shocked by this but when i first started researching like how to get traditionally published um because there's self-publishing which is more like you know I actually had my book on, on Kindle for a while. Like you, anyone could put their book on Kindle. Like it was on Kindle for like a few months and like my mom and her cousin bought it and that was it. Um, and honestly, they probably did like the free Kindle unlimited thing anyway. Uh, <laughs> but like wow. self-publishing is a lot different. And in my kind of viewpoint, it's basically you have to do the whole, like you have to, it seems like you already have to have a pretty big audience and even people with big audiences, yeah. like even like all the YouTubers have go through like agencies and stuff to get published. Like I'm just thinking mm-hmm. of YouTube books cause YouTubers are always notorious for writing 
either really cool books or really, really stupid books. Um, but yeah, in self-publishing, it's more like you have to do everything yourself. You have to market it all yourself. So if you don't have a big audience, I mean, or you don't have a ton of money to pour into it, then it's kind of like, well, um, and so I always wanted to be traditionally published because I knew that that's how you got into like the bookstores. That's how you got distribution and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's never like, I mean, it's stupid and like kind of cliche, but it was never about any of the, I hope if you're a writer, it's never going to be about the money because you don't make shit. So, I mean, unless you, unless you become, you know, unless it's just a huge standout, but, um, unless you become she, she who shall not be named. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of other authors. We don't need to just have her be the only one, but yes. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, And so what I did is when I was like researching, I kind of was shocked to see that debut authors going back to that, like they seem to get kind of more love. Like people actually want debuts. It's like less of, um, when it comes to like your second book and stuff, people are kind of like not as excited. I think it's, it's something about like, you know, having this debut author and how cool it is that it's their first book and all this stuff. (laughs) And, uh, I just thought that was interesting. Like I always thought, Oh, if you don't have any experience, you're just going to be like, it's the same thing with finding a job. It's like, you have to have five years of experience, but you just got out of college. So you're screwed. Um, yeah. So it, I thought that was interesting though, that kind of debuts get, seem to get a lot more like stuff put into them. And then by the time you're like a more seasoned author, um, it's not as, you know, fancy and flashy. Like it's more, they care more about the debuts almost, at least in this one author's experience that I follow, which I thought was really interesting. Um, it makes sense because it's kind of like this new flashy, you know, person on scene, Mm -hmm. but so I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely uh, not too scared about like that anymore, about not having any experience. Cause when you, in your query letter and stuff, you, there's a, a general, you're supposed to put like a little biography, but they say, if you don't have anything, it really doesn't matter. Like, don't just put random shit. Like just have it be like a paragraph. This is what my degree is in. That's it. Or whatever. Like something super simple and people don't really care. And that's just so refreshing to hear yeah. after, you know, having your experience in a certain thing be so, um, constantly like you know harped on um yeah I think I've been thinking about this a lot lately that like because I have a new impressive job title mm-hmm. in addition to all my other thingies um that like how much Americans in particular identify with what they do and like what your rap sheet is yeah um that was like a really cool way of saying resume I guess or it's it's the industry way, way of right of saying resume yeah. But isn't it based in, like, um, criminal? I guess, yeah, it is. It kind of sh- sounds, like, show busy, but yeah, it is. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, everything is based on that. And that's why, like, I'm so, you just have to find, like, right out of college, like, I got a job right out of college, which I know barely, like, anyone, and it wasn't in really anything I did I don't know like it was just I was I'm so grateful for that because I'm glad that there are people out there that maybe it's because they don't want to pay you as much in the beginning but at the same time they're willing to hire you so I mean yeah <laughs> I think it's, it's people true. need to be more open about that um yeah so and my boss is a physical therapist and he specifically wants to hire like physical therapy new graduates because like I mean I think he kind of wants to, you know, help. He kind of wants to be their mentor figure too. But at the same time, it's like, that's awesome because Mm. people always are like, oh, I don't want like a new doctor to touch me. Like they don't have any experience. It's like, well, how the hell do they get experience? And they they just went through this whole years of schooling. Like, it's not like they have no experience, 
you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. That's cool. Kind of the general timeline for like traditional publishing is what I wanted to talk about. And I think it's, it's basically just start, you know, with writing. I mean, what else would it start with? I guess decide, well, it, it didn't, for me, it never started with, I want to publish a book. It just started with writing what I wanted. And then down the line when I realized, oh, right. maybe if I tweak this enough, it could possibly be something I would willingly show to people, um, which is, <laughs> was awesome to, to finally think. Um, and so basically it's just, you write whatever shit you write. And then I actually, I've said this before, but I actually got my, um, my novel edited professionally before I queried it, which is not something you really are supposed to do necessarily. I mean, I think you can, but people are basically kind of like, it's a waste because you're going to be getting an editor if you get a book deal, et cetera. Like it's not, yeah. that's kind of what editors roles are down the line. Um, but I'm glad I did. Cause I mean, it was expensive, but I had money saved away for it. Um, like from my nannying gig I had every summer and I I'm really glad because it kind of gave me the kick in the butt. Like I needed to know that there were so many plot holes that I was just making excuses for. And like, I just was so attached to, and she finally was kind of gave me the kick in the butt to, to change a lot. And, um, it really helped me for the better. So I'm glad I did that, but it's not really something you need to do. Um, cause kind of the next step really after you write is should be to get beta readers or like just critique partners or friends that will read your book for you. Um, typically it's, it's better not to just have friends do it, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I think that that's kind of the typical next step is it is kind of getting it edited, but by people that just read it through. And like you, a lot of times they'll ask you like, okay, what would you like me to look for? So if you know there's specific aspects that are kind of lacking, you can say, okay, look for this and like do that, etc. So, and that's like, I just found people on Facebook really. And that's kind of where the main, um, like there's a bunch of groups on Facebook and you can just um, tell them kind of a, a little, a short little synopsis and people will be like, mm -hmm. okay, sure. And you can trade with people and trade their work with, with um, yours. And I think it's really awesome. And there's a really cool community. Um, and that's kind of the next step. And then you revise based on whatever feedback you get from there. And then you can start querying after that. So it's kind of like, technically this whole process is free up until, I mean, it's free pretty much the entire time. There's unless you pay for an editor like yes. I did, but it's, it's free the whole time and self-publishing. It is not, um, <laughs> but it's a lot, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a lot harder in terms of like work and in terms of rejection, <laughs> the traditional publishing route. Yeah. Um, but the payoff, potential payoff is typically greater, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of like traditional publishers won't, really like it if you've already self pub like if you've already self-published something and you tell them that or you like say that in your query letter to try and get an agent people will be like okay so this stop unless you like made a shitload of sales they're gonna be like okay so you this isn't really sellable or like your your work isn't sellable mm -hmm. so it's honestly better if you're gonna go the traditional route to like do that first and then maybe down the line yeah self-publish stuff if you want to um at least that's what i've realized but so yeah, and then the querying process, which is where I've gotten to, um, <laughs> is basically you just search literary agents because agents are kind of your gateway. There's actually some publishing companies that you can just straight up send stuff to, but usually that's like, that's not common at all anymore. Yeah. Um, like you used to just be able to send unsolicited stuff to publishers and they'd be like, they would be the ones looking over it. But um, now because of how insane, um, <laughs> how many insane number of queries people get it's all through agents and then they're ultimately the ones that you know help you they're they become your business partner so 
they get like a certain I think it's like 15% um but they're the ones that negotiate if you do get a book deal and like negotiate with the publishers etc so that's the first step which I didn't realize there were so many steps after that honestly (laughs) I was just like oh good I got like I got an agent that's all I need to do I'm sure they'll be able to sell my book that's really not how it works but typically an agent will only take on your work if they're confident they can sell it to to a a publisher but it's like that's just the first step (laughs) um that makes it even more exciting to me that you got, even though it didn't pan out, but that you had someone interested in. I had, yeah, I had retired. a couple, a couple <laughs> agents interested, like, it's just, and the one, and yeah, I think it, the one that was really interested ended up leaving the company, and it was a total, like, just circumstance thing. Um, yeah. So, sucked, but, I mean, it, it, it gave me enough hope that, like, one day down the line, I can probably do something with that book, and it's definitely gonna involve writing a lot more because it's way too short but I think it'll it gave, it gave me enough hope to not completely ditch it um but I had enough like enough resources telling me usually it's not the first one that gets any that gets anything usually you have to be forced to kind of give up that and move on so that's kind yeah. of what I did at this point um but yeah so querying is just you write a query letter which is kind of like a little pitch of your book you don't spoil your book if they do ask for a synopsis that's where you spoil your book um, or give away any, like, the ending, basically. But the query is just kind of a little pitch, like, what you'd see on, like, the back cover of a book. Um, and then you kind of give a little bio about yourself. Um, and that's pretty much it. And, that, and then they'll sometimes ask, usually they'll ask for, like, the first 10 pages or the first chapter. And then sometimes there'll be a synopsis or there, sometimes there'll be other stuff. Every single agency and agent is different. Um, yeah. And what I did when I was searching for them is I bought um, a book that basically it was, like, the 2019 version of... Um, a book of literary agents that like one of the main kind of people that get all I don't know get all the data on literary agents they kind of make a huge list every year and they put it in a book and that's kind of what I used you can all there's so many websites to use too um to find yeah. like agents how many for did you. you sorry how many did yeah. you um end up querying I think I have a whole spreadsheet I of course because it was it's insane to like the way to organize it all like there's so many different ways and there's different websites you can use and like you can there's so many different ways to organize all the people you've queried i just use a spreadsheet and i think it was like 115 um <laughs> which is way too many <laughs> and was really dumb that i que- i queried them like all almost all at once not all 100 at mm-hmm. once but like you're really supposed to do it in batches so you can get kind of feedback see how people are resonating mm-hmm. with it and then tweak based on that i mean usually agents will just send you if they don't send you anything at all it pretty much means a pass like you can go on each agency's website and we'll tell you like if you don't receive something within six weeks consider it a pass or whatever some agencies will say we'll respond no matter what um and but pretty much all agencies will just use like a basic form letter if you get a if you get um a rejection like it'll just say it wasn't for us or whatever we were very selective in our process so you really won't get too much actual feedback from agents unless they like request further like they request further pages or um your whole manuscript right. then you'll get usually some feedback but like you won't really get any feedback um but still it's kind of good to gauge am i getting like quick responses from agents are they just rejecting me right away like it kind of it deter it kind of is a i don't know it's a good determinant of how how you should move forward so i didn't do that i just queried a shitload at once because i didn't know you you shouldn't really do that um hmm. But yeah, that's basically, it's kind of like you need to query in, in batches and kind of figure it out from there. Um, and you and have then, to pick 
Sorry, I'm just You're I'm just no. um, bringing up I don't want to the questions the that I had um, through this process mm-hmm. and confirming to make sure I understand and for the the any aspiring writing listeners out there, um, you have to like pick agents who are interested or looking for the kind of thing you're writing. Yeah. So what I did is I had in that book it kind of listed all the agents and then it listed what like which um kind of what people you know preferred and then you go and I went on their website and all their websites and it was a huge long process but yeah basically it's like you want to pick the agent that either either you can look at the books they've represented in the past and if they kind of are similar to yours you don't necessarily want to only judge based on that because maybe they don't want to they don't want to have another like competing book they don't want to um represent another author that's too similar to something they've already worked with but um, I think you definitely, and I would pick like, I picked ones that were first of all young adult. And so I was, because of young adult, I was able to, because that's my genre, I was able to also query like the specifically children's agencies because children's agencies will do up to young adult because it's technically still a children's category. Um, and so I kind of had a huge, huge breadth of, breadth of options. Um, but yeah, you have to kind of make sure they're, they're what you're, they're searching for what you write. Um, and that's important. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you just query random people, they're going to be like, no. Um, and a lot of agencies will have like somebody in uh, some smaller agencies that only have like one person or two. I mean, they're not going to have everything, but a lot of the kind of bigger agencies will have somebody that pretty much specializes in everything. Um, so you'll be able to find uh, someone like even if you're just Googling <laughs> literary agencies, but I think it's still important. There's you still need to do your research in terms of like the background of some of these because people can be shady and there's still, there's definitely some, um, you know, there's always going to be some, just make sure, make sure they are reputable agencies uh, before you yeah. go send in your stuff in there. But for me, like that book, pretty much the, the one I had and the websites that, that offer kind of, that offer to kind of organize everything and, and tell you what's what they pretty much only have, I would assume reputable. Cause it's, I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's not the, it's not the biggest like thing in the world. If you do, if an agent does like your work and you just want to do your, like you can send it to them, but you just want to do your research. If an agent actually wants to represent you <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just to see, cause even if, even if they're not like a shady agent, they may just be a bad agent and they may not be able to sell your book and then you're stuck. And um, yeah. So Read your flipping contracts, too. I know yeah. that's unrelated, and down, but, like, the amount of writers that do not read their contracts with me yeah. is insane. And it's one page. Yeah, that's insane. Mine is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we did. I took a class. Uh, one of the best classes I ever took at UNC was a um, – it was a summer class, and it was all online, and it was just based on how to be, like, a freelance photographer. So we did all things tax mm. stuff, wow. all things – we like learned how to make an invoice, learned how to do all the tax crap, learned um, all about contracts. What? Um, was that yeah. through J school? Yeah. Oh was. my god. Yeah. Um, and Brenna, that's better than anything I was exposed to through the art department. I know. I've like learned great. all of that shit over the last year on my own. And the <laughs> the second level, at least when I was there, because they changed like all the numbers like after um, I finished, but the second level. Uh, or photojournalism class was like a portrait class but half of the semester was also all about like contracts and stuff and we had to like negotiate we had to negotiate with our professor over email so it was like a fake negotiation 
Yeah. Whoa. I know. And it was really cool. I'm very grateful that, I mean, my program Damn. was already awesome, but I'm... that just took it above and beyond. I wish I had known that. Literally, all of that I've just learned through experience and osmosis yeah. over the last year. That's how most people do. I mean, you think that people are always complaining about how they don't teach, like, adult stuff in high school. They don't really teach it in college either. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Hmm. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, anyways. But yeah, yeah after... got on a tangent. During the whole query thing, it'll take a while. It may take a short amount of time. It really depends. Um, but then after that, once you kind of... Agents will, like, request to see more if they want to, if they're interested. And so... Um, you know, you can send them your full manuscript and they'll probably still take forever to get back to you. I mean, if they're really interested, maybe this will all take a day, but usually that is not how it works. <laughs> it can take weeks and weeks and months. Um, yeah. And then in my situation, I had a R&R, which is a revise and resubmit, where basically they can say, just make this couple these couple changes and I'd be happy to like look over it again and possibly represent you. And so um, that's also a really good sign. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of all that could happen in the query process. Then when you get an agent, usually um, they will, you'll get on like a call with them and they'll like, I've watched so many videos and like what this call is like. And like, you want to make sure you have, it's kind of like, you want to make sure you know exactly what you're doing. And like you, you read your contract, hypothetically speaking. And I guess really speaking, you can't read a contract over the phone with somebody, but um, I mean, you could, but like, not like in a conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think uh, that would be, that's kind of the, the final, final step of querying is you get an agent. Um, and then after that, it kind of moves on to the shit that I really didn't know anything about. And I have yet to become even close to this, these steps, but it's basically the actual, like once it gets to the publisher, cause there's also multiple like waiting and steps where your book could, even if you just get an agent, your book could still be like, or the editor could still be like, okay, I love this book, but then the publisher hates it. Like the publisher themselves hates it, the company, etc. So there's plenty of different, <laughs> different ways you can get rejected. <laughs> but yeah. at least at this stage, you have an agent in your corner with you that will like be a bat for you um, in terms of everything going down. So basically after you get an agent, what they'll do is um, some agents I think are more like editorial agents. So they'll kind of help you through some edits they think you should make. Other agents will just not do that, but I think that they'll kind of like help you if there are some specific things that they think need to be edited before they could sell the book. Um, and then, and then so, yes, yeah, so the agent will basically do the same thing that you have been doing. They will pitch it to editors in like the same way usually. Sometimes they'll meet with them in person because like that whole industry is weird. I mean, the entire industry is based on who you know, but I guess that's kind of every industry. Um, yeah. And so they will kind of pitch it just like you've done. And then um, that's called being like on submission. So your book is being submitted to kind of rounds of editors. And sometimes you'll, it's kind of the same thing as querying, kind of do it in rounds and kind of get feedback, change some stuff, etc. keep doing it. Um, and then if your book, if an editor does want to buy your book, um, then the next step is they have to do the same thing to their higher ups at the company. And that's called like the acquisition phase. And basically then they have to, they have to pitch your book in like these meetings that all these publishing companies have. Then they have to pitch the book to like the marketing team. Like, is this a marketable book? And then to the, all the other teams in the company. Um, and then if you get through that phase, then you get a book deal. Um, so it's like three different yeah. phases of just kind of waiting. <laughs> and, um, and then once you get a book deal, 
you have to like there's and then there's like if you do get like um there's so many different things like if you do get one editor then like you kind of can go back and, or the agent will kind of like tell all the other editors that have your material that we got an, we got an editor and then like people will fight it out and there's all the stuff that the agent kind of does for mm-hmm. you behind the scenes business wise um in terms of like negotiating and whatnot and then um, once you kind of actually get a book deal, then of course other publishing companies still have time. Like you can, you can give them time to see if they want to step up <clears throat> and, uh, it's this whole thing. But of course that seems like very far off at this point, but it's good to know what I'll be in for hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, when I was like kind of first, even when I first started querying, I had no idea how, first of all, how long it is, because that's something that nobody, like when you it's like the whole process after you get a book deal to like, after you get a book deal, like once you, after all of this has passed, it's like two full years till your book becomes like is published. Cause there's so yeah. much that goes into it. Um, Cause there's all the editing rounds. Then you actually have like the full editing rounds and stuff and all the different rounds of like, um, you know, dealing with your cover, dealing with how the book looks like on the page, like all the different um, layout stuff. So it's it's a very long process. You can see why self-publishing sometimes seems like more, uh, like a lot easier. <laughs> Even though, I mean, it requires a lot more money usually. Because this is all free. I haven't paid a dime. And then when I get the, I mean, I, I have, but in this whole like theoretical process, you don't have to pay a dime. And if you do, it's usually a scam. So don't do that. Like if you, if there's like an agency that needs you to pay, don't, do not do that. <laughs> that is not. Yeah, seriously. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, I only paid because I got, I chose to get my book edited before I queried it. So that was the only thing. And it was like a reputable editing company. Um, or so it was, it was totally legit, but yeah, I think that can be all just all of this waiting and all of the rejection is a huge, is a hurdle enough, uh, in traditional publishing that it makes it very worth it. If you do finally get a book deal, then once you get a book deal, you'll be given like an advance, which is basically the money they will pay you. And then if you out, if you somehow, make more than that advance in sales, then you start getting royalties. So basically most authors will only ever get what their advance is because most authors won't pay out or won't, I think it's like pay out their advance or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, it's basically you can get like a $2,000 advance. And then if you don't make that many sales, then you, that's all you ever get for your book. <laughs> so is it really like $2,000? No, I think it's, I think it's okay. closer to like 10 <laughs> which is still very low, but yeah, <laughs> it's better. <laughs> it's more than a stimulus check from the government. Um, usually, I mean, That's I don't good. know, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I think that I, it, it's, it's a little disheartening to hear the actual numbers, but I mean, again, it's never really been about that for me. Um, yeah, it's just interesting to know. Yeah. It and is it's very such a thing like with like, um, Traditional publishing has always been more appealing to me than self-publishing because my rationale is that I would want, because it's all about sharing a story, Mm -hmm. and I would want to give that story the best. It's like a little kid. Like, I want it to go to the good school. You know what I mean? So it has the best chance to, like, get seen and have all these opportunities. Did you say best chance to get clean? No, to get seen. seen. (laughs) I want my kid to have the best chance to... Not be on That's drugs rehab, anymore. Brenna, not college. I know. <laughs> college I know. is just the opposite for, for many people. Yes. Um, especially the college we went to. Not that we ever had any trouble with that kind of thing. No. But anyways. No. Um, <laughs> I said that a little too emphatically. I really didn't. <laughs> we really, 
we were trust like us. such naive little actually nerds. you don't need to we trust us you probably already know just by listening to us yeah <laughs> i didn't even know where any of that stuff was happening neither did i, I like but i anyways. say this so many times that my high school is like because the it's a private school and the kids i know we're going to high school i know we're talking about college but my high school is like capital drug city and it's all the expensive shit because it's all private rich kids private school rich kids mm-hmm. but like and everyone has always talked about that ever that's anyone always would ever talk about when they talked about my high school i didn't get asked once i had no clue where any of that was happening i didn't even like i never got asked to drink i didn't have any idea what was going on because i wasn't in that crowd of people so it was very interesting Same at my huge school. disconnect and i think mine was is like the public school in the area with the yeah. highest like drug and drinking i can understand why it's like the most yeah, stressful but... fucking school to be at <sighs> yeah we live in the research triangle which has the highest number of phds per capita or whatever so i mean I'm one of my friends was like pressure one of my friends was like suicidal over her class rank i'm not kidding like it's so stressful i'm glad we didn't we didn't have class ranks thank god that was just that would have been but ugh, <laughs> meanwhile Christ. i had no idea the whole time what mine was and i still don't good know. that's how you that's how you that's how you survive things. mental health wise Mm-hmm. anyway <sighs> but yeah i think going back to to self-publishing and traditional i think that self-publishing definitely works in a lot of circumstances like i know that my boss put out his book um and it's just like mm-hmm. through a through a company that like does it all for you like they'll do like the layout they put it out like they get it on like barnesandnoble.com and amazon it's not in physical stores really at all um Mm -hmm. but they kind of put it out to those places but what he did is he just did like a free plus shipping offer so it's really just to get him like leads into his business so it really has nothing to do with like you know sharing your story it is about sharing your story but it's also like he wanted to get the book in as many people's hands as possible um so it is about sharing your story i guess but it was more like kind of a a lead generator for the business and less about um i don't know getting it on shelves at barnes noble like that's my dream and i'm sure that's everybody's dream if Barnes Noble is still I existing think, when I publish my book. Let's hope. Um, on the front page of Audible. Yeah. Um, no, I think I know somebody else who did some self-publishing. And again, it, it, she's like a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think works with people in adoption or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. just something, I think, specifically for clients that she's working with. So they yeah. can ease probably to get people to see it, but also when she's working with people so they could like easily download something. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I think, yeah, I think it's just in some ways that is easier because it's a lot, it's like the quickest, you get it all up on Amazon. It's so quick. It's just like, and mm-hmm. a lot of people can see it that way. And it looks um, good or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of people can also see your book traditionally. It's just that it's more, it's in, it's like a physical copy in more places, but it takes so long. So it's obviously the way longer mm-hmm. option. So there's really pros and cons to both and it works for different people, but uh, I don't know. Um, it's, it's a long and daunting process, but I think that it's just very interesting. And then kind of knowing this and had not knowing this, like growing up and like how really involved everything is like mm-hmm. have so much more respect for, for career authors. Um, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I don't know about you, but, like, books were such a huge part of my childhood. Yep. So it's interesting to think about all the stuff that goes behind it that we had no idea about. Mm-hmm. But now look at... Because I started writing or being interested in authors, I think, like, in fifth grade was when mm-hmm. I met my first author and, like, 
looked at her books and got her book about writing and all of that stuff. So Dang. it's crazy how like clouded that whole um, industry is. If we yeah. ever get famous and successful, we're going to change the world by opening those doors. Yeah, I mean, the one, the author I follow on YouTube, Alexa Dunn, who was kind of like the person that told, like, that honestly opened all these doors for me because I had no clue about half of it. And mm-hmm. um, she, like, is really open about it. And she's talked about how shrouded in mystery the industry is, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just like a taboo thing still. Yeah. Did we say at the beginning that you have to have your book fully written before you? Oh, no, but yes. First timer? Absolutely have it fully written. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I mean, didn't know that. Um, yeah. Before. It's a huge, I think it's, I think it's, it's totally different for like nonfiction. Cause nonfiction is more like you pitch, like, this is what mm-hmm. it's going to be like. Um, cause I, cause nonfiction, it could be like, my book is going to be about me interviewing all these different types of people. And I don't think you need to have interviewed any of them. I think it's more like you pitch your idea, but for fiction, you have to have the entire thing written, um, and like revise. And it's, it's pretty much like known that you should have it revised and have gotten other eyes on it other than yours, not necessarily paid editors, but you know, friends, Mm -hmm. family, beta readers, like people that, um, will, will have given you feedback. And so, um, I mean, yes, Technically, if you don't have a finished book, you could query because the process takes so long. But if you get, like, somebody right away, like, you're screwed. So, um, Yeah, and you're supposed to have a word count and yeah, like, exactly. a really so you're, tight you're supposed summary. To have, yeah. You, you really so. are going to be screwed over and you re- they people will not appreciate that. And I think a lot of that happens in a lot of the Twitter pitch contests that go on. There's, like, mm. PitMad and there's certain Twitter. Basically, it's, it's kind of days where you do, like, a short... Um, pitch now Twitter allows you to have more characters so I think it's a little easier but before it was literally just like the 140 um, and it was a pitch of your book and then you hashtagged like the certain the certain contest of that day or, or the certain um, yeah like pitch contest of that day and uh, agents if they wanted to read it if they wanted you to submit to them they would like your tweet but like the issue is a lot of people were doing that without even having finished a book or whatever so it was like pointless because they would have agents interested but then they couldn't send them anything right away or um, so yeah. yeah, it is wild though because when you once you've been published, then that doesn't have to be the case. Like you can start, you can send yeah. stuff to your agent without. And they prefer. Being done. I mean, I think they would prefer like having an idea of what the hell you're doing. So um, yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting. It's a little nuance that I was surprised to find out. Yeah, I was like researching the industry and I was like oh so you have to do a query letter well let me try crafting one. Oh, I know this random author through my mom like let <laughs> me see if I can email it to her and she'll read it and then that's how I found out oh you have to be like yeah it's yeah it's like I don't know why it. it's so I mean I think it's just an industry like I there's so many I relate everything to YouTube because that's kind of where I get most of my content but there's so many videos about how to make money on YouTube. And like, people are so transparent now about brand deals and about like everything and how exactly they've made money, but nobody talks about books at all. Like, or just writing in general. It's people talk about like, here's how to make money writing blogs and all the normal, but it's all online. Like nobody ever talks about like how to get traditionally published. And it's so hard to find. I think it's cause like the book community on YouTube really isn't that big or like the community online. It's huge, but like, it's not that, uh, the general public isn't like, it's not like one of the, it's not like the makeup community where every single person, even people who don't wear makeup, watch people's content. Um, 
So. Yeah, but then, um, I mean, Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star are obviously controversial. Um, <laughs> but the like the fact that nobody had really documented the creation of like a yeah. makeup mm-hmm. product before i mean that's that's why too. like obviously now all the stuff that's like <laughs> come out kind of and it's kind of changed my mind to the fact that that was just so just a huge ad but during the actual thing it was <laughs> it was still very interesting like i hope it was real because it was a lot of interesting shit um well and there were fundamental parts of it that were informative like yes yeah. The process of choosing colors and, like, seeing people talk about prices and um, just knowing that a bigger brand is involved in helping, at least in this is- instance, yeah. like, a smaller name make something. I don't know. Yeah. I loved the, like, design of the packaging was so cool. Like, how it was, like, they showed all the basic, mm-hmm. like, pos- they just, like, showed the basic ones that anyone could use and they, like, went in, like, 3D design and everything. It was so cool. So, yeah. I Yeah. I definitely, I think it's really important to share this kind of stuff and I'm very glad there's authors on author tube sharing it <laughs> in in some sense um and obviously like I'm not an authority on any of this because I haven't gotten to any really stage that matters but <laughs> you're authority on the querying process yeah the querying I process think. but not getting an agent so I'm not gonna like tell you this is how to write a letter because I haven't gotten one yet but maybe one day I will but tell getting you how to write interest a yeah that's true. true I don't know you know more than I do and I yes. know more than Joe Schmo on the corner. Yeah. God, I think our librarian is the one who would say that. Joe Schmo. Is it Miss Holler? Our English teacher. <laughs> Do you even remember hearing that growing up? I mean, I've heard it. I don't know from where. I mean, that's like a common thing. Maybe, yeah. But I don't know. Probably Miss Holler, if I'm going to guess. Oh. Probably both. <laughs> they would. Okay, anyways, on that note, thanks to all the women who've uh, taught us how to love books, and hopefully they'll still be alive by the time we get published. (laughs) And no thanks at all to the women who suck now. (laughs) I still, I guess we still, we still owe her something, obviously, but, yeah. I I mean, you do, I don't care. I don't fucking care, as as everyone knows, but you do. (laughs) So. Yeah. Stephanie Meyer. You're the real MVP. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at ObsessedNaturally or email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com. Perfect. (laughs) There was like a dog, a woman with a dog in there, and the dog just started like, you know, rubbing its butt across the carpet. Like, service animals don't do that. I'm not sure what kind of dog that was, but it was like a chihuahua, and I definitely don't think you're allowed to have animals in calls. <laughs>